What's up, everybody? It's Joe LaPuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers podcast. As always, to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. It's a big day. It's going to be a fun episode. And of course, to my left, wore a hoodie. He switched up the fit. He switched up the <laughs> fit. Bribe me, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Brendan Dunn. How are I you? I will make no apologies for my outfit from the last episode. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. They how are we feeling today, anything. guys? I'm hungry. You are hungry. You actually asked for pretzels right before I, we I were believe shooting. there may be some pretzels flying into me. Are you going to eat so. them during the shoot? No, come on. But maybe, you know. Might I mean, speak, yeah, like I might. the Russell Westbrook, <laughs> yeah. the Russell Westbrook meme? They can edit it out. I trust our editors. Absolutely. I trust our editors with that. Uh, how are we doing? You guys, let's first off, let's see. You guys, twins, again, once. <laughs> once again, I missed the memo. Okay. You guys are wearing some exclusive footwear. Talk about it. Welty, do you want to explain to the people what we're wearing? Mike Packer. Owner of Packer Shoes mm -hmm. sent over these Adidas ZX, not sorry, Adidas Ultra Boost. You better get that right because the, the, the Adidas people will be on your ass. If anybody yes. has to get the Adidas thing right, it's you. It's Adidas Ultra Boost 1.0 DNA inspired by the original Adidas ZX Thousands shoes. You have them on. I have them on. I think that's all we need to say. This episode is not sponsored by Mike Packer or Packer Shoes, although we do appreciate the free footwear. Absolutely. So. And it was pretty funny. We went downstairs like an hour ago yeah. or hour and a half ago and and it was these two guys with a bunch of boxes and the Packer shoes collab straight to the office and straight to feet. So. We appreciate it. Thank we you, Mike. It. What else is going on, guys? How are you feeling? I feel good. I had a big weekend. I rented out a theater for, yes. for, for the new Mortal Kombat movie. First theater experience. Well, you in, rented in it year out? Plus. Yeah, you rented it out. It turns out it's not that expensive. Um, we rented out an AMC on the Upper West Side, and it was only 300 bucks. and you can put 20 people in there, so it's, it's a safe number of people. How many people did you, you brought the whole 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was vaccinated, just in case I have to make that PSA, but um, are, are you, either you interested in seeing the new Mortal Kombat movie? I don't want to throw too many spoilers out there if you... I was never really, I think we've talked about this, I was never really good at video games. Mortal okay. Kombat fits into that category. You have like a month of like, let's see if I could get good at this, and then I wasn't. <laughs> I, you never mastered any fatalities, babalities, animalities. That's the thing, like the buttons, I would never read the fatality cheat codes online. I yeah. would just mash buttons and it never worked out, but I would say... There, were, there was definitely a degree of difficulty to Mortal Kombat. Like you could play someone else who was a beginner, but if yeah. you like didn't know any of the actual moves and tried to... Yeah. fight someone who knew all that all yeah. about brendan dunn it's like there's no chance you're gonna <laughs> were you good were you in I i've said it before I i'm a street fighter guy over a mortal kombat guy but i still respect and revere the franchise and how was the movie though um it, you know what the movie was whatever but the experience was incredible nobody was even checking our bags so the candy game was ridiculous i had you brought candy I, in? I brought a, i brought a lot of candy man. so i went to the nets game uh friday night mm -hmm. and I actually took Donnie Kwok, Complex GM. Mm -hmm. What was the concession stands like at the movie? Um, I think it was pretty fully operating. I think you could get an IC. We got some popcorn. But like I said, I brought in some stuff from, okay. you know, from the outside world. <laughs> you weren't eating beans? Beans? <laughs> what? Oh. It's a, it's oh. A the, the movie, though, yeah, I feel like just in terms of fan service, it could have used a couple more fatalities. I could have, I could have appreciated a noob cybot appearance, smoke, Cyrax, something like that. But still, I was going crazy in the theater. You know, like, have you ever had that? A theater all to yourself? Yes, I did. Did you have your feet up on the... Yeah, and you know, just, just yelling out whatever, whenever you want. It reminded me of the uh, first time I saw snakes on a plane in 2006 at PAX. And it was, you know, a similar experience. But. One of... Ronnie's recent birthdays, he rented out a theater. What did you see? I did you fall asleep? No, I didn't fall asleep, but I didn't fall asleep. I'd have to, uh, I forget what movie it was, but which is bad. But also, I think I told you guys, I told the 
our sneakers sole collector guys that when I was little, because it's tough for me to uh, sit still, yeah. every time I went to the movies, 10 minutes into a movie, my parents or my uncle, whoever would bring me, pass out 10 minutes in. So I want to talk a little bit more about movies. Did we watch the Oscars at all? Did you guys check into I the Academy the Oscars? I watched oh. the Rowdy Piper documentary on A&E. Oh, wrestling. Okay, yes. go ahead. Talk about wrestling. No, just... no. I mean, go just, ahead. Just a good series. They have eight episodes. Stone Cold was the first I'm trying to talk week. about the Academy. Rowdy this Piper. Important cultural week. institution. No, you go ahead. I pivot to you. No, no, no. Please, please. No, it's just a good series. <laughs> Macho Man is the third week, which is coming up. Nomadland won big. Wealthy, you didn't see it? I don't even know what that is, man. No man. It's a movie. Yeah, I know. You just said it really fast. I didn't know Come on, I sit through the going. UFC stuff. You guys can. You guys. That's true. Oh, yeah. big oh, UFC. Oh, here we big go. Here UFC. we go. See now, now you light up. You don't big, care about. Did you watch that go card? Ahead. We didn't even talk about it. Thug Rose. Now, here we go. Card. What a card! Saturday night, the UFC and the uh, Usman Masvidal, Thug Rose. What yeah. a card! Start to finish. That really was, good. That was one of the her, Rose Namajunas' head kick to Whaley Zhang was one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. And Nate Diaz coming up, uh, Izzy coming up, mm -hmm. Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier coming up. So listen, UFC is is really Are we going to get some more uh, UFC fighters on uh, sneaker shopping, Joe? I want... I, any I any big them. targets? Yeah, of course. Izzy, Conor, and um, I always wanted to do Nate Diaz, but timing has been off. He's got a brother, right? Yes, Nick. Okay. Who Nick was there, and they're setting yep. up fights for Nick. But look at you. On the low, you're studying a little did bit. A, you know, did a little bit of research. Okay. You watched it? <laughs> you know what? Actually, the most I ever see UFC is because I follow Ariel Helwani, a, a guest on the Former. Complex Sneakers Shout podcast. Yes. And so I see the stuff he puts into my timeline. But other than that, as you both know, I am totally okay. ignorant, totally unaware. Totally a pacifist. F following Ariel. <laughs> Except will... Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, right? Following Ariel will keep you in the loop a lot. So. Yeah. Shout out to him. I appreciate that. What else do um, you want to talk about? Kobe Bryant? A little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we did miss the Kobe thing yes. last week because we had filmed that episode a little bit early. But, of course, everybody saw that Complex broke the news yes. last week that Kobe Bryant's Nike deal is done. Mm -hmm. Man, I... I I don't. I don't want to speculate too yeah. much because I feel like anytime some big sneaker news happens like this, you get a bunch of people online just sharing opinions and not facts or anything like that. So I mean, we we published the facts that we could about it. I would think that a a, a Nike deal is still quite possible. Definitely, you know, yeah. but possible, I would think. what looks likely right now, I don't really know. Totally, I think to your point, I think that a Nike deal is still possible. Uh, it was a big scoop that you broke, and. A lot of like a lot of information when these things happen. There's a ton of information to like sift through, and kind of just have to wait and see. Yeah. I th I think we'll definitely see more Kobe Nike sneakers. That okay. There's a, there's a couple more at least okay. that that are that are still going to be able to release. Joe, I want to run through my weekend a little bit more with you because I did share some details Sunday night. We had F and F pizza, not we. I mean, yes. The, the royal we. But I, I did a I did a pilgrimage out to Carroll Garden for some pizza. I've realized that I need more things in my life to look forward to, okay. because being quarantined, there is so little, and especially on a daily basis, I don't have a meal to look forward to because the food I make for myself at home is consistently so terrible. So, so my <laughs> new my new life hack, as it were, is is to try and eat more food outside of my house in a okay. safe way. So I I went there. FNF pizza, got four slices for dinner, and then had a milkshake afterwards. Good. Treat yourself. I, I feel not that guilty about it. Treat yourself. 
Someone brought up, we were talking about milkshakes. Someone brought up the Fribble, which is a suburban I classic. I saw that. Okay. A suburban Do you know what that is, Wilby? I, I saw that. It, but I don't know exactly. Friendly's somebody, somebody in our group said the Fribble. Fribble. Oh, Friendly's. We, we talked about Friendly's before, right? Yes, Michael yeah. DeStefano. The, the watermelon roll or something? Is that what it was? Watermelon roll is another summer staple. If okay. you know the watermelon roll from Friendly's, it's a summer staple. It's like a, it's basically yeah. sherbet, essentially. Yeah. And are you a Friendly's guy? Growing up where you grew up? I Between think, Jersey I think, and I think we uh spoke about it is that friendly's food was good but it would always take like four hours to get a grilled cheese <laughs> the chicken licking platter was the best 349 when you were young you got three chicken strips fries soda and what are you, what are you worried sundae. about the price when you're young joe's like when i was six years old i tried to get the <laughs> no, best value on the I menu i just remember Spending you had five dollars to money. spend at friendly's when you were young it was like right in town and when you were like 14 or 15 oh, you went to oh, okay, okay. the chicken the friendly's and got chicken but, but, butter, but I, I, want, I want to know about the fribble what is that that sounds like a muffin like milkshake vanilla uh strawberry i think was like really really good that was like the quick strike flavor yeah exactly exactly but it was very close to a milkshake with like a friendly's Twist on it, really good. Friendly's Fribble, classic. If you're ever in Long Island, you ever come to my town? Invite oh, us wait, out. Friendly's closed down in my oh, town. Oh, no. But there's but one, two towns. It closed down during COVID or? No, a while ago. I a would service. love to be introduced to the fine cuisine of Friendly's on your, you know. We have to do a Bayshore food tour. Is that a totally separate thing or is it part of the Complex Sneakers podcast are you anticipating? No, us three. We, we're talking a lot about food. This isn't a food <laughs> podcast, but there's a lot of. Places we still have to go to Utopia Bagels. Uh -huh. Queen still has to. I want to take you to Kiki's for some spaghetti. I had I had an incredible spaghetti there a couple days ago. We got to do it as okay. the, as the stuff opens up. As the uh, wealthy doesn't look that excited about it. Yeah, are you all right? What? <laughs> no, what? He, what kebabs? We'll hit, we'll hit kebabs. Uh, I went to Philadelphia okay. over the weekend. Okay. Uh, nothing like crazy out of the norm didn't get to eat anything no ishka bibbles no not Why? no the, the other person that i went with was a vegetarian so okay. it wasn't the wow the, all the of a sudden you're respecting vegetarians that's no, news the, to the, me but the meat, <laughs> the meat wasn't on the menu that much was that a joe biden thing because you know he shut down the, oh, the, I, the, I, the red meat oh, that, I, no. <laughs> I saw that yesterday um but went to lapstone and hammer mm. oh nice. shout, shout out all of those guys were they all there my friend Alex, who works there, was there, but I didn't get to see Rack or Brian. Okay. Happy belated to Brian. He might have been celebrating his birthday. Also, happy belated to Sean Evans. I had dinner with him last night. Good. The, fu the funniest random bit about it was is that so on the way there and on the way back, the trains were delayed as they always are, right? So you have to like to go from Jersey to Philly, you have to take the NJ Transit and then hop on the SEPTA train, okay. which goes into Philadelphia from Trenton in like they set it up so that the trains connect. You get off one and get off the other, get on the other. And I, the train was delayed by like five minutes, so I missed the connection. And they're uh -huh. like, the next one isn't for two hours. Um, oh no! <laughs> so on the way back, same thing. The train. So was you had to sit there for two hours. No, I ended up train? taking an Uber into like the city and had to okay. like pay for that. But on the way back, I didn't get home till like three o'clock in the morning, which was the worst thing ever but the funniest bit about it was is so i'm sitting for hours in the trenton like train depot mm -hmm. and there's like 50 people with like road bikes so i guess i'd rode their bikes from D new york to to philly you know who might have it you was know, dmx no 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 like bicycle bicycle you oh, know okay. i was gonna say because you know Saturday who's a night big... on the way to dinner it was like yeah the procession 60, yeah flatbush yeah 60, yeah and no, no no they're bicycles okay. but okay. He, here's what i was gonna say I'm surprised Mike Packer wasn't among them because Mike Packer <laughs> that's, is, that's the, is the bicycle king of New Jersey. So I'm true. disappointed in him. But sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no
I'm like, I'm like, oh wow, because they, like they were talking to everyone about it, and I'm just like listening, and they all had like logos of their whatever their little team or whatever on. Mm -hmm. So like I look it up on Instagram, right? And one of the people that was in the bunch of the bike riders was Smush Parker. I okay. I don't know if you, speaking <laughs> yes, of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just like hilarious that like I mean obviously I didn't talk to him or yeah. whatever, but it's just funny that like you're waiting in a in a train depot with. Smush Parker. I Smush thought, Parker. There's some uh, classic Nike talk stories about Smush Parker. <laughs> yeah, Real heads know. <laughs> Saturday night, I thought maybe you were talking about the DMX. No, 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 no. That was crazy though with the with the monster truck. Yeah, and it was right near the Barclays, like close to to where I live, and it looked like a great, you know, a, a great event. And then I went out to dinner later that night, and it was hours later, and I, Still. Had, I took video like 60 in a row yeah and i think that there was a guy on ig live and i rolled down my window and i was like is this for dmx and they were like yeah and it was just the city like it was, yeah it was really 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 good uh good moment turnout. yeah what's your favorite dmx song all time so, one more road to cross you, is that the title uh, i don't know hold on i don't know I mean, the singles are the ones that were the biggest for me, you know? Slipping. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Slipping, yeah, Slipping's high up there. I've, I have a hard time trusting anyone who says, like, Party Up In Here is, like, their favorite DMX song. I didn't say that for the record. DMX, no, I know. I know I I'm just say saying. That. I'm just throwing it. DMX uh, album cuts before track meets in high school really yeah. get yeah? the blood flowing. Okay. Definitely. Okay. I, d I mean... Yeah, was was you worked out? I saw you put a little inspiration oh, on his IG story today. Yeah, you see a, a DMX quote. Yeah, okay. uh, definitely a big uh, "How's It Going Down" fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Get at me, dog. <laughs> do, do you want to do a bark? Do you want to do a growl? <laughs> no, I'm sure that you have all the ad libs on deck. <laughs> Rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace, DMX. The funniest little tidbit that I saw on Twitter with people like reliving things was our friend Premium Pete sent out a tweet of, like remembering DMX and he mm -hmm. said the first time that Who We Be came on the radio he almost drove his car off the BQE wow. <laughs> and okay. just trying to picture that Shout out to Pete. premium Pete in the Datsun just listening <laughs> to DMX whipping extremely yeah. hard you know last week on the show we said we were going to give away sneakers every week thanks to eBay last week we gave away the Sakai's a shoe that I've been wearing for the past few years to my right Mr. Matt Welty is going to give away shoes this week to a lucky listener, lucky fan. And it's a shoe that has a lot of meaning to it. So oh. this week we are going to give away. Is this a sneaker or is this not a sneaker? <laughs> house the, the shoe? No, it's not a house on. shoe because people are wearing it out. We're giving away the Yeezy Foam Runner. Uh, this is the initial launch colorway. Ararat named after a mountain that is a national symbol of Armenia, which Kanye kind of dedicated to Kim in some regards. Uh, these were given to us by the good folks at eBay. Yes. Authenticity guarantee. These are a trillion percent legit. Also really hard to find because the shoe dropped on the relaunch of the Yeezy Supply mm -hmm. website. Oh, is that it? Yeah. So okay, okay. these were, I know they had released subsequent colorways of this shoe, but this one is kind of tough to snag a pair. So we're going to give away these sneakers to one lucky winner our winner this week is jc they submitted a question so basically how we're giving these away every single week we're going to ask on social media people to submit questions for us to answer here on the podcast and whoever we pick to read their question on the air and answer their question they will be getting a free pair of sneakers that week courtesy of ebay and the authenticity guarantee program it is jc jc has asked us to question 
What sneaker from 2021 so far do you think will hold up the best and still be sought after and not forgotten five years from now? It's There's a, a couple. It's a, it's a little early. I don't love like picking early. this kind of sneaker yeah. of the year type things in, what are we, in April right mm -hmm. now? But, yeah. but, but JC has the question. We've picked it. We're going to give him some shoes, but we, we have to answer the question. Does anybody have any early I thoughts? I mean, let's talk about it. I'm a Meniere 3, definitely. I think that's up there. I mean, it's Air Jordan 3, so the shoe's going to be good no matter what. No, 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 not no matter what. Yeah, not, that's true. No, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that, but it's, it's a model that it's not like okay. sometimes you pick models that, you know, aren't as, they might like kind of fall off yeah, yeah, a yeah. few years later, people yeah. might get sick of them, but an Air Jordan 3 is a shoe that is going to retain its value or interest. Unless Fragment did it. <laughs> Over the wow. time, and obviously James Whitner and team did a great job yeah. on those sneakers, so I don't see that one going away. I think as far as being remembered, trophy rooms will be remembered. That was 2021, <laughs> they, right? they will be remembered. They, they, will. they will be remembered one way or another. Vapor Any waffles for you? Vapor waffles for you, Joe? The vapor waffles? No. Come on. Not, not in the other, in terms of like the hysteria that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm a Meniere 3 as well. I think that I don't want to sound too much of a homer when I, when I mention it, because obviously James is a friend to all of us of and a friend of the program, but I think it's such a clean shoe too, yeah. or it's not this wild colorway or something that looks so much like from a certain era that years later doesn't feel quite right it it kind of looks timeless that's a really positive word to it to attach to this mm -hmm. shoe right now and again i don't want to be too um too extra about it but to me the amma manier three is is the one that sticks out so supreme dunks no uh not to me was that this year yes what, this year? what, what a weird there, year there are a lot of already. things that uh see I, that's the thing i'm i've already forgotten it so i i gotta disqualify that right fair there enough. fair yeah. enough our guest on today's podcast has been ingrained in sneaker culture for almost four decades. It was all the way back in the 80s where he started collecting and trading sneakers. He would continue to figure the inner workings of Berlin sneaker culture out, and eventually in 2001, he opened his first sneaker store. The store stocked cult classics and semi-obscure silhouettes that were highly curated for those in the know. A year later, he widened his scope and began selling more recognizable labels, some of which at the time were super rare in Germany. This birthed the globally recognized Solbach store. Throughout the years, Soulbox carried high-energy releases, and he would go on to spearhead impressive collaborations with everyone from Adidas, New Balance, Asics, Lacoste, Diodora, Puma, and more. After 13 years leading the store to a household name in the sneaker space, he left Soulbox to focus on other ventures, the main one being his own sneaker brand, Sonra. We're here today to talk his long history, his new bubbling brand, and of course, that viral sneaker moment you probably saw last summer. Please welcome to the Complex Sneakers podcast, Hikmet Suger. Welcome, Hikmet. Uh, hello, yeah. I guess uh, I'm more known as a stupid guy eating ice cream out of a shoe. There it is. There <laughs> it is. Wasting no time. They're going to know after this episode your history. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad that you invited me and uh, clearing things up. So I'm not only this guy, <laughs> I, I, I'm more than this. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that later, but I think we should start early beginnings. Ikmet, you've done a few things in this industry, but we want to take it back to the beginning. I want to know about you being a kid on the outskirts of Berlin in the 80s and how you were getting sneakers. I, I, I know you were linking up with people at the Air Force Base and American people. Like, What, what was that equation like for you back then? Um, so Berlin was uh, divided back then, and uh, we had uh, the U.S. guys uh, uh, or the U.S. military uh, in Berlin. And uh, I, I was always connected to the people. So we, we went to the basketball court, uh, chatted, had, had uh, made friendships, and uh, 
they got me the shoes, by the way. So mm-hmm. um, they got the PX and bought shoes for, for us uh, because all the shoes at the PX weren't available on the German market back then. Sorry, what is the In PX? Germany, what is that? PX is a post exchange. I think it's uh, called this uh, shopping uh, on the, on the on the air on the military this, base. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, on the military base. And this was our our connection to to all the stuff. So it started with stupid to say, but the uh, sweets like Babalicious okay. and all the the crazy US stuff, which we don't have watermelon chewing gums mm-hmm. and uh, and shoes, of course. So my Jordans, uh, Adidas Superstars, I got them uh, over the PX. So it was Jordans, Adidas Superstars, kind of popular silhouettes that you couldn't get in Germany that you were getting from the U.S. and, and you began to accumulate them. Um, yeah, it, uh, and this time it started to, to um, you know, um, the song uh, Ra- Video Killed the Radio Star. Yep. This was exactly this time. Um, we were listening to radio. We had records, but we never saw the people live in, in, in action. So... And when uh, MTV started in Germany, it was uh, pretty cool to see all these heroes for us, uh, like, like, you know, uh, Public Enemy, uh, Run DMC, of course, and uh, Beastie Boys, EPMD, um, all this uh, old school flavor. And uh, for, for a kid like me, it was amazing to see all this footwear, what they were wearing. And um, so I needed to get them. But in Germany, as I said, there were only white uh, sport shoes, white basketball shoes, white mm-hmm. tennis shoes, white, I don't know, shoes. Did things change when the wall came down? I know you were 16. How much did that change the sneaker scene in Germany or in Berlin specifically? Um, for Berlin, it was not a big change uh, because uh, I was uh, living on the west side, or uh, the western part of Berlin. Um, we had access um, and we had the possibilities to travel. It uh, changed more for the people who were on the east side of, of Berlin because uh, they had now the freedom to travel around and uh, get access to all this Western product. Uh, they only had, uh, as I know, they don't have access to, to uh, no brand, except if you were uh, part of the government. So you had uh, then ex- access to, to the uh, Western So wait, the people, the people in the government had the Jordans, but the regular people couldn't get the Jordans? Is that what you're telling me? Wow, interesting. Yeah, on the Eastern side, yes. Uh, I think it's uh, like like everything in, in government. I guess uh, they have uh, some privilege uh, which we uh, normal guys don't have, um, and uh, this was uh, back then the same. And weren't you like uh, a lot of the shoes that you were getting? You were kind of like trading and reselling like very early on. Um, yeah, this uh, trading. Uh, sorry for for always uh, uh, touching my ears. It's not a fetish or something like this. <laughs> it's uh, it's more uh, my uh, yeah. Airports are not holding very well. I started pretty early um, with uh, buying stuff. Um, so the first times of eBay, um, some people maybe recognize the payment methods uh, back then. Um, it was BitPay, the first one, which was available for the international market. It was not uh, PayPal. Before PayPal, it was BitPay. Uh, so if I sold something over eBay as a platform, I got a check from BitPay at my home's place. So I, I went to the bank and uh, got my money for it. After a while, it was pretty annoying to, to get this uh, check thing. So I started to trade. I, I uh, got connected with people in Japan. Japan was really big back then uh, with uh, sneakers. It was a really huge market. And uh, the funny thing in Germany, nobody was interested in all this stuff. So I went to Foot Locker. 
bought uh, the Shima Shima tanks and Shima Shima uh, uh, air maxes. Mm-hmm. Nobody was caring about this. And the funny thing is, back then there were some Euro exclusive colorways. Mm-hmm. Nowadays you, you don't get regional exclusive colorways, but back then it was pretty easy. I gone to the store, nobody was buying the stuff. I bought it on sale, uh, shipped it to, to Asia, and got a lot of money. And the same with uh, maybe you remember the first Bathing Ape uh, Superstar uh, series, uh, yep. Super Ape Stars and the Super Ape Skate. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, same. Uh, nobody was interested in the stuff. It was just sitting on the shelves. Was, uh, not, yeah, nobody was knowing uh, Babe. Uh, uh, it was something uh, what the people uh, on the radar. So I bought the stuff. Uh, the problem for me was to get money somehow. So I went to my dad uh, day and said, they had any money, and he was really afraid that I'm uh, doing some some uh, crazy business with drugs, or I don't know, or I have problems. Uh, you know, I, if you go to your dad and say, "Hey, dad, I need uh, 10k. Mm-hmm. I want to buy some shoes, and uh, I want to uh, sell them on eBay, and I'm getting uh, paid by PayPal." Um, and yeah. so, just explain to a 60 year old guy yeah. back then. What PayPal is, or what what, uh, what it means to get your money uh, on, on a, a digital way and everything. So I bought the stuff. I went there again and again because nobody was buying. The, the uh, lady from the store bought the whole stock of Germany to the store because she was knowing that I'm buying anything <laughs> or everything. And, you bought uh, the stock, all the was, stock for Germany. Yeah, I shouldn't say it too loud, but it's uh, nearly now. I think it's nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that was for the, the BAPE ones, the, the BAPE Adidas collab? Yeah, the BAPE ones. No, yeah, I, I, bought, I think I bought about uh, 80 or 100 pairs wow. of these. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's funny because you had last time you had Croatian style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was the German Croatian style somehow. Okay, okay. <laughs> German style, I guess. Sure, yeah, yeah. So then you bought 80 pairs of those. Did you sell them all or you kept them? for the first iteration of the store that you opened up before Soulbox? Yeah, I traded some of them. So some of them are sold to, to Japanese people, which paid me. So in Germany, I think they were around 165 euros for the superstars. And in Japan, they paid 500, 600, 700 euros for these. 700 euros back then? That's wow. a lot, Hikmet. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah. especially if you're a student, just imagine. Yes. And again, if you just imagine you're a student going to your dad, borrowing money for, for sneakers, you know, nowadays, if you go to your dad and say, I want to buy sneakers, he will even say, hey, uh, I buy it on my own. Uh, I don't need you for, for buying this. But back then, it was something really new. So I bought them, uh, sold them, and uh, certain stock I used for trading. It was pretty good trade material. So I traded uh, uh, versus the Supreme Dunk Highs and the Star Ones. So a lot. And it was a, how you call it, one-to-one deal. Yeah. So for the U.S. guy, it was pretty cool because uh, he said, okay, I can't get the babes uh, in, in, in the U.S. For me, it was great to get the Supreme ones, and it was a pretty good deal. Wow. Good trade. I, I got some Espo Air Force Twos, Supreme Dunks, and all this stuff, which was really hyped back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sold them in Germany, and uh, yeah, it was an approach for, for the German market. I got Supreme stuff from the store trading against shoes and everything. The gold, how do you call it? The, the gold uh, digging times. I don't know the English word for this. The gold rush times. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, like uh, of uh, culture. <laughs> so how did you go from there to deciding 
you wanted to open your own store in the form of Soulbox and actually have a relationship with retailers. Because that's a totally different thing, you know, being a reseller and buying out shoes and, and kind of doing this parallel stock stuff to, to then having actual accounts with brands. Like, how did you do that? To make this clear, so back then, reselling uh, doesn't meant you buy something and hurt somebody else's feeling. So um, if I compare it uh, with today, if I bought something where nobody was interested in, mm-hmm. I think this is an okay thing right. to do. Um, nowadays, it's more, you know, you buy something because you know everybody else wants it. Right. And uh, you use or get money for something where other people... Um, the demand is too high for, for something like this. So I only wanted to get this straight before I get the next shit from like the uh, Ben Jerry done. <laughs> and um, yeah, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> so, so I just want to know how you turned that operation into you having oh, yeah, okay. your own store. So I bought uh, all this, um, I, I gathered some stuff. So I, I built up a, a certain stock. And with this stock, I opened my own store. Um, I never opened the store to make money actually. Um, so. Back then, I was already into collecting shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always kept, of course, shoes which I bought for, for trading or reselling. I always had some pairs for myself, mm-hmm. one or two or triple. Uh, and um, so then I opened the store with a lot of really um, hyped stuff. So on the international market, it was pretty hyped. In the German market, it was pretty new. I opened the store with without any official account. So I was more, uh, um, I call it the, the flight club of yeah. Germany back then. Okay. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have the retail prices. I had, of course, uh, market prices in this store. And um, the people came in. It was uh, the time where uh, we had in Berlin bread and butter, a, a really yeah. huge fashion fair. Yeah. And lots of international people came in, especially Italian people which spend a lot of money for, for, you know, they wanted to have something special and they, they were not looking on the prices, uh, people from, from France, people from the UK. The German market was uh, still in the development. Uh, the people were greedy and uh, all the international people came in and it spread. So all the brands came in. So, of course, uh, if, if you do some bus in, in the city where one of the biggest European fashion uh, shows is, um, all the uh, brands came in. So Adidas came in, Nike came in, and, um, and Nike actually um, uh, pressured me a little bit. And they said, Tickman, uh, you have two options. Uh, one option is uh, you do what you do, but uh, maybe you get, uh, um, uh, uh, I call it a letter from our lawyers. <laughs> they were going to sue you? And, yeah, because I was uh, interfering. So the official wording was, you're interfering with our European uh, market or selection of products for the market. Hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, of course, then saying, okay, what is the other option? And the other option was, um, Hickler, we can work uh, together. And I said, okay, let's uh, take option two. <laughs> and uh, again, for all the people who are now seeing me yeah. touching my ears, it's not a fetish. <laughs> So, so I started to, to work with the companies. The good thing is uh, on Nike, it's, you know, it's uh, with a girl. If you go with a, or with a boy, it depends on what you like. Uh, if you go on your high school with the hottest girl, then all the other girls are interested too in you. And it was with Nike. So I got Nike in and all the other, other brands uh, got interested in, in my project too. And uh, so they all followed. But- didn't didn't you have some sort of uh, like beef 
with Nike later on? Like I heard you had a like a sign on your office in your store that said like no Nikes allowed. You go on to say that we'll talk about it in a bit, but you ended up doing when we mentioned all the collaborations you had done, you know, New Balance, Asics, Puma, Diodora, it's not with Nike and you had done a lot of the bigger collaborations in Europe. So you had said that, you know, you had collaborated with all these other brands because you wanted to show Nike that you can make the other brands bigger or take away a bit of Nike's market share. Like what was your problem with Nike? Why did you want to do that to them? Um, uh, okay. It's a uh, past already. So I can talk about it. And, um, I guess there was uh, one of the only stores worldwide back then uh, who, who uh, showed the middle finger to, to a big brand. Um, yes, you need balls or you have to be stupid to be true. I don't know if you need to cut out something like this in the US. In Germany, we can talk as we like. Please. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so um, I done a um, gentleman agreement back then and uh, we had an agreement that uh, I'm selling Mostly my shoes uh, uh, or my products are Nike products, which I'm selling in the store. It was a gentleman agreement. Um, you know, they support me and I support uh, them. Um, I'm, I'm old school. I, I like gentleman agreements. I'm not a big fan of big contracts. Mm -hmm. So if I give my hand or I give my word, then I'm staying uh, to this, even if it's uh, uh, negative for myself. But uh, I, I don't breach my, my uh, set. And um, they actually then done this general agreement with another store so uh, some of uh, you maybe know this it's not uh not back then opened the store um so from stash um they opened uh, i would say 200 meters away from my store the store and one day i came to the store i opened the door in front of my store there was a big ad for north store with nike together <laughs> i called them and said hey guys so I don't think that this is a, a part of a gentleman agreement if you do this agreement with somebody else too, especially if it's uh, 200 meters uh, far away from you. And uh, they said, you don't have to buy our brand. <laughs> wow. And th this was pretty difficult because if 90% uh, of your uh, business is based on one brand, then you're fucked up to be true. And uh, so I said to myself, okay, I am keeping quiet. It's like, you know, the, the one with the option two uh, story. So it's again, I said, okay, you're right. Uh, it's all good. Do your ads in front of my store for other people. I'm happy. I done my homework to be true because I got pressured. I know if you're dependent on one brand, it can be good. You know, if you're married to, to, to your wife or to your boyfriend or however, um, then it's a commitment. For me, if I, as I said, if I do an agreement, a gentleman agreement, I'm committed to this agreement. They weren't. And so I needed to do my homework. Then again, I don't know what, what the reason for this was, but there was again this point where somebody said to me from the company, hey, you don't have to buy our brand. And this time I said, okay, I don't buy your brand. And this was really something what they don't uh, expect. Yeah, nobody, nobody had yeah. ever done that before, right? Yeah, usually, you know, I'm the customer. It's like, if somebody's coming in my, into my store, and if I'm an asshole, I would never ever buy at this store again. Right. Because if, if the, the uh, salesperson is an asshole, or if the people are too, I don't know, uh, thinking they're the, the coolest guys, I would never buy there. And it's the same with the brand. If, you know, I spent it back then, 100 or 200K. It's not a lot, but still a lot of money for, for a small business like mine was. So I said, okay, I don't buy it. Um, 
So then I needed to do this, what Matt said. I needed to... Um, <laughs> you added a hurt, Nike. See what I do now. This, this was my, uh, how you call it, uh, Turkish temperament. Um, you know, usually we, we are more saying something and then starting to think what, what, what we've done then. And so I built up, actually, I started to build up other brands and, uh, for the German market. And, and it's interesting, too, huge... because you outlasted Nort. Like, Nort in Berlin was not there for that long, right? But Soulbox went on to be kind of an institution in the scene. Many came and many gone. And uh, always, if a new one was on the, on the uh, scene, um, they always, the brands, gone to the new one. I don't know, maybe I'm too complicated. Maybe I'm eating too much ice cream. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> it all comes back to the ice cream. Yeah. So I, I uh, needed to do my homework. I started to work with, uh, you know, brands like New Balance. New Balance was in Germany more a Nazi brand. So uh, the people were very, really stupid. It's like, you know, they saw an N mm -hmm. and they saw N stands for Nazi. <laughs> um, yeah, this shows how, how um, uh, brilliant these uh, uh, people are. Um, I started to work with New Balance. I started to work with Essex, all really unpopular brands on the market. Uh, but um, I was knowing on the international market, especially, for example, New Balance was pretty popular in the UK, was pretty popular in, in uh, Asia, in, in Japan. And um, I was thinking, okay, why not to... Uh, uh, um, think global and act local. And uh, so I started to build up other brands. I done projects uh, which were pretty successful. Your, your New Balance collaborations though, I don't want to gloss over them because early on, I, New Balance is having a lot of moments with the collaborations right now, which everyone knows. But I think that Soulbox with the 1500s, what you had done, Purple Devil, Toothpaste, yes. Mm -hmm. The five seven fives. Yeah, the the green pair, the fi the finals that you had done, which were you know all shoes from like 2015, 2016, 2017. Yeah, there it is. The, yeah, the 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 Nazari. I'm prepared. Yeah, um, but these are shoes that had a massive cult following on them. You know, the pairs are reselling for upwards of over a thousand dollars at the time, and if you can even find someone to let go of the shoes at this point. I feel like the majority of people who have those shoes won't, right. re won't resell them because they know they'll never get another pair. But like, how big was that, those early New Balance collaborations and how important do you think they were to New Balance as a brand? So, um, you know, this, uh, thank you for saying this. Um, I don't know if uh, New Balance is seeing it similar, but I think it was uh, really important. Everybody who was part back then, you know, uh, not uh, Union, uh, Supreme, Sneakers and Stuff, mm -hmm. Hen and Shop, all these stores which done all these projects with these brands, part of their success today. I know big brands are starting now to doing uh, B2C, so business to consumer, right. uh, uh, dealing direct with the end consumer, but they shouldn't forget who built their uh, um, reputation in the market, you know? Do you feel like they are forgetting a little bit? Yeah, of course. It's, uh, you know, it's an easy going if you do as a business. It's pretty easy to say all this stuff now because I don't own any store anymore. <laughs> you know, I think this is unloyal. This is unrespectful. This is uh, really not a fair uh, way of business if you forget where you're coming from. And uh, I think many brands forgot where or who are they uh, um, have to be thankful. So... 
And I'm not talking only about these uh, uh, niche stores. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw um, there was a contract ending of a store which was uh, in a family business over, I don't know, 100 years or something like this. Uh, especially in the U.S., there are lots of yeah. uh, really old family... Uh, Small uh, mom and pop shops. Which are now um, getting kicked out of uh, the business relations. The, some some new guy is coming from the university and saying we have to do it like this and that. I think it's not fair. And um, again, maybe it's call, uh, chauvinistic what I'm saying, but just imagine you go in a club. You're going to go in a club on your own and say, um, I'm the hottest guy on earth. I think everybody would laugh about you. But just imagine you go in the club and uh, I'm going with uh, two or three other people and they say this is the hottest guy on, on earth. I think this is much, much more um, uh, important to, to have somebody else's say about, you know, like Matt said, my history or you guys are saying my history. This is much more uh, important than if I'm saying it on my own. I can say everything. But, uh, and it's the same with the brand. The brands are using their synergy which was built up, uh, you know, Nike, for example, since 72, yeah. New Balance since 100 years. So New Balance was pretty sympathetic always because they never used any co-branding on shoes, which is, uh, you know, their, their biggest claim was endorsed, endorsed by no one. They right. never needed yeah. uh, 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 Jaden Smith or I don't know whom um, to, to, to be popular. And uh, it was more the product which was uh, standing for itself. How do you feel about some of those high energy collaborations now? I know we talked about your history and it's such a moment for New Balance almost like decades later. Do you like to see these that New Balance is having this big moment with collaborations and, and collaborators? Yeah, uh, so I'm really happy for New Balance um, because it's a really good brand. I, I love their, their um, attitude. Uh, I, I met Jim Davis, uh, the um, um, yeah. owner of the brand, or the not family the Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's so, I'm, I'm not patriotic. I'm, I'm not a U.S. guy, as you know. I love that they do regional manufacturing. I love it that they produce in the U.S. I love it that they produce in the U.K. I love that they produce in Asia. So they have a good uh, balanced uh, product portfolio. It was uh, overdue that they get that, uh, the success what they uh, now have. I'm interested, too, in kind of like what you did for New Balance in Germany, because you mentioned it briefly, but there was this association with Nazis or neo was it Was it people thought that, or was it those groups in Germany, I guess neo-Nazi is the better term, but they liked the shoe? Is that what it was? Or people just assumed that it was connected? No, no, they, they, um, it was really like this. It was mostly in the stores. You know, it's stupid somehow, um, you know, like a, um, how you call it, the MA1 jacket or yeah, like, like a Lonsdale t-shirt. Um, you know, these guys are picking up something from, from different cultures, uh, um, especially skinhead wasn't uh, always a, a fascist or neo-Nazi. Skinhead was uh, from, from the ska area, uh, era. So, so for music-wise, it's more uh, the, the opposite. But um, in Germany, it was really stupid people were, were seeing an end and bought it as a Nazi shoe. And uh, lots of people bought it. And so the normal uh, people went or were afraid to buy something like this because they were saying, okay, if I buy it, somebody else on the street would uh, identify me as a neo-Nazi. I see, Nazi. I see, I see. So they, they, they don't, uh, I don't even the, the PR for, for the German market back then. So the Turkish guy was doing PR for a Jewish-owned uh, company. Mm. 
And uh, I think the people realize pretty fast that uh, it's nonsense as a Nazi or neo-Nazi to wear these kind of shoes. Right. Hickman, we talked about Soulbox a little bit, but talk us through some of yeah. the big releases when Soulbox was really kind of at its height. And do you remember like hyped releases that stand out to you? Uh, also, there was an, I don't know if this released at Soulbox, but the Pharrell dunk, the NERD dunk that you post a lot and you got them to sign. Was that, you didn't, you guys didn't release that, did you? No, um, this one was uh, for the US market. It was an uh, artist series where uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't need to tell you guys yeah. what it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, no, um, NERD was in the store. They they uh, done the record release uh, okay. in, in Germany and they done it in the store because we were the only retailer of Billionaire's Boys Club. And wow. um, so Pharrell was uh, um, coming in the store. The funny thing, when I showed him the shoes, he said he was, uh, he was not knowing these. This was the most funny Wait, uh, Pharrell, part of it. Wait, Pharrell didn't know that dunk? Interesting. No. <laughs> you have the album release party, NERD comes through, you show them this dunk, and it seemed foreign to them. Yes, uh, it was pretty funny. He, he was really staying uh, to, to chat. Do we ever saw this one? And uh, he was really um, surprised. He, he, it seems he never saw it. Maybe he forgot it, or maybe he was really, or they were not involved in, in this project. So, yeah, funny. But they signed it anyway. And it, <laughs> yeah, they signed it anyway. The funny thing is, um, after they signed, I was say, saying to myself, I shouldn't have signed it. <laughs> Hickman, I'm glad you mentioned BBC being there in the store, because I have a distinct memory I think maybe the only time I've ever been to Soulbox, but the first time I went to Soulbox for sure was in like January 2008. And I remember distinctly wanting so bad and I didn't have the money at the time, but to spend 300 euros on a pink silk Hawaiian <laughs> shirt from BBC with <laughs> flamingos on it there at Soulbox. <laughs> I would say a flamingo t-shirt would match your, your mustache. Well, <laughs> I, I need to find that. If anybody has that shirt, please connect with me. <laughs> Hikmet, one of the, one of the other releases around that time that I think you got a little bit famous for on the internet was the Yeezy 2. You took a picture yeah. in the bathtub <laughs> with all the black and pink pairs. Uh, it seems I've done a lot of stupid things in the past. So, um, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, or it, maybe it's not funny. Actually, I'm trying to be um, critical. So, you know, I've done this picture because I saw a lot of pictures at this time it started that the people are showing their uh, resale stuff yeah. when they opened that trunk. This was a time where everybody was showing off what they got. And I thought to myself, okay, you know, guys, uh, I can do better. Okay, challenge accepted. I, I uh, put out the shoes, um, asked my wife if she can do a picture. It looks like I'm naked with a speedo on, but uh, I wasn't naked. I had a towel on me. So it was all hygienic. <laughs> But it was funny. So it's, it's, you know, like Kim Kardashian broke the internet. I, I broke it too back then. Okay. Okay. Your first viral moment. <laughs> Not we'll get the last. To, yeah, we'll get, yeah to was, the, uh, we'll get to the other one soon. He, he but tasted, the first he, one. He got a taste and he couldn't, <laughs> exactly. he couldn't, he couldn't exactly. walk away from it. <laughs> but after that, Hikmet, you end up selling Soulbox to Snipes, uh, who's a German company. But a lot of people in America know Snipes now because Snipes has now launched in the U.S. They're but, all over. Yeah, but you were you were one of the first independent boutiques to sell to uh, you know a, a corporate company. What was it like? Like, how much did they buy the business for? What was that process of them uh, of selling your basically your baby that you know that you raised with your two brothers to a corporate brand? Um, actually, 
actually it was um it was more a personal decision i wanted to, um, now i can say it um i wanted to quit and uh, i was even with my brothers and saying you know what we, we closed the door a little bit like colette mm-hmm. i wanted to quit really because uh, we had a tragedy tragedy in the family my my dad had an heart attack and um i started to realize you know what i'm doing here i'm uh, um investing my whole time for selling shoes to people who are buying it to resell the shoes mm-hmm. instead of being uh, close to my family and investing my time with my family so maybe if you believe in god or if you believe on karma um whatever you believe um somebody saw uh, my my situation i was uh, um, caring about my family. At the same time, I became father again. The, the owner of Snipes came in and uh, we had a chat. We were friends back then. And he came in and I told him a little bit the story of the Pentland Group, that they have a JD uh, for, for the people in the UK. They yeah. know it, but maybe for the US, JD Sports. And then they have Size, which is uh, mm-hmm. doing a little bit more uh, kind of exclusive. Style, and then yeah. on top, they bought Foot Patrol uh, at, at the yeah. uh, uh, so um, this is strategically um, the best thing you can do because no product um, you miss in this group because everything from the top tier to, to yeah. the bottom tier. To the most tier, general release, you have it all. And this was uh, something what Snipes was lacking because Snipes was bought by Deichmann. Mm. Deichmann is one of the biggest uh, German uh, shoe chains. Um, I think uh, Europe-wise, they're on the number four or five, I don't know. And they bought Snipes, and Snipes bought Soulbox, so it was then a similar uh, construct. So, and um, actually, I didn't get uh, a huge amount. It was okay for me because uh, if you, now I said it, even if they said we give you, I don't know, 50k, I, I would have sold it for 50k. You just wanted to, <laughs> you just wanted to be over with it. Yeah, I wanted to uh, really finish this. I wanted to close to my family. I don't wanted to to uh, invest, you know. My day started at 8 o'clock. I was going at 8 o'clock to the store. I left the store at 10 or 11 p.m. So, um, you know, mostly this, I, I want to, to tell everybody out there, to have success um, is something what people don't show, what hard work it is. Nowadays, we, we live in an Instagram world where everybody is showing, you know, like on this video, here it looks pretty good, but if you look on this side, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> He's got a bathroom full of sneakers on the other side. <laughs> but you, you end Under up... Under my black t-shirt, I'm wearing speedos. <laughs> yeah. you, went, you end up leaving Soulbox in 2015, but you end up writing a letter to Soulbox about Snipes, and you said it, it made it seem like everything was pretty bad at the time and you said lately we have been making our effort to try and remedy things but we have not gotten results the good memories i have are with you and it saddens me to think that they will just be part of the past i can hardly tell you this but ours can't continue and this is the most powerful part of the thing you said soulbox you are a great concept and i like you but the magic is over soulbox without the soul i mean soul is only a box like many other boxes Good one. <laughs> I should be here at some some uh, clinic. <laughs> um, did so? Did you leave, or did they kick you out, or what happened? Um, some people may know the story of uh, Steve Jobs when he got uh, investors in. Um, when he had to leave uh, his own company, uh, I would say it's a similar situation, or it was a similar situation. Um, we had 
different uh, views of my company. So uh, what I never understood, this I can tell you, what I never understood is why you buy a concept and try to change it. Right. You know, um, it makes, in my eyes, it makes no sense because the most important uh, point was to buy a niche concept. And I was actually a pretty... Um, a uh, good source for them to test the market. You know, if you have this big structure, just imagine Soulbox is uh, doing our own footwear brand or even trying products together with the big brands, like say Adidas is doing the Ultra Boost mm -hmm. uh, and then um, they do a different version of this. Yeah. Make takedowns for Snipes. After Snipes, sold them a lot. They do takedowns for Deichmann. This was my point of view of Soulbox. But um, they never understood it, to be sure. And it seems like there were some issues around the exit. You brought up the, the Ultra Boost. Wasn't, wasn't there an issue between yeah, it was, you? My, it was my uh, last project. So I done it. And uh, actually, um, this time, I uh, have chosen the, the lawyer way. So I didn't say this time. Did you uh, sue Adidas? No, not Adidas. <laughs> um, uh, my lawyer was good, but not so good, maybe. Um, no, we, we, we needed to discuss this um, actually um, behind the scenes with lawyers. Um, if it's okay to release something which was done by me for, uh, uh, um, um, or it was uh, not part of my job, or, or right. how you want to say. So you designed the shoe while you were still at Soulbox, yeah. and then you had left Soulbox after the Snipes purchase, and they yeah. were still going to sell them, and you were like, wait a minute, this is my project. Is this even yeah. legal? Yeah. And uh, uh, at the end, we, we um, yeah, so I got uh, paid for this, and uh, so they, they released it. <laughs> <laughs> so never ever, you know, the funny thing is my mom back then said, you know, Hickman, don't stress yourself. But... I'm really old school. If you think, you, you, everybody out there, if you think that you're right and uh, your nearest people, like your friends, your wife, your, your mom, is saying, yeah, you're right, then you need to fight for your rights. You, you never should say they are big. There's no bigger than, uh, sorry, now I'm getting religious, there's no bigger than God. So that's it, you know? And so I, I fight. I, I don't have a problem to fight. So you, you leave Soulbox. It seems like you're at peace with the decision for a number of reasons. Yeah. But you can't stay away from sneakers because you start your own footwear brand eventually, Sonra. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about that and how long were, were the wheels turning on that? Yeah. Um, by the way, the name Sonra is, um, Next. you know, the, the company. Yeah, right. Yeah, Steve, when Apple, Steve, jo Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Left, left his uh, Apple. He... he um, made his new uh, company called Next. And uh, Sonra is a Turkish word for Next. Mm -hmm. and so I called my brand uh, Sonra. Great name. Actually, it was uh, somehow stupid to do <laughs> uh, own footwear brand because um, at this time, so five years ago, uh, I would say it wasn't so popular, the sneaker market. It was, uh, you know, Travis was not wearing uh, uh, SP Dunks mm -hmm. and... Uh, the market was uh, not full of uh, um, Jordans uh, and everything. And uh, I then, uh, I was the first time in my life unemployed. And I, in Germany, you have a, 
places where you go if you're unemployed. I, I don't know if it's in the U.S. the same. Um, so you go to a place where they say what you can do. And they offered me to do a hotel guy. <laughs> Guys, you ever looked at my CV? I, I never, I can do it, of course, but uh, this makes no sense. So I offered them uh, to be, uh, again, self-employed and uh, do my next uh, business. I asked my wife. She said, okay, do it. And uh, so I gone uh, all in. I spent all the money I got from, from uh, the Snipes deal after uh, paying my house. Um, so I, I opened my own football rent, which is... Uh, Somehow back then it was pretty unnecessary, I guess, for many people. Where even on social media, people said he should have left. Uh, she, he should have stayed at Somos instead, uh, doing his own footwear brand. Uh, again, a message to all the people out there: you should really think twice before you write something in the internet. You know, <laughs> bullying. And uh, um, I'm, I'm a grown-up person. I'm nearly 50 years old, and uh, I, I can handle it. But some people can't handle shitstorms and some people can't uh, go over, um, how you call it, personal attacks. And uh, this shouldn't be uh, uh, nonsense. You know, there's a good Tyson quote. Never ever, uh, you know, say something what you wouldn't say in real life to somebody else. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would knock the fuck out of you. <laughs> and, um, you throwing hands? something... Sorry? Are we throwing hands at Soulbox? Are we boxing? Is the box in Soulbox actually about boxing? <laughs> um, the reason for the name Soulbox, by the way, the first store was made of boxes, okay. cardboard boxes. And on the cardboard boxes were the shoes, the soles mm. on the boxes. That's the reason why the store was called Soulbox. All right. So, so, uh, so you go from that to Steve free. Jobs. You, you go from that name to Steve Jobs. Okay. In <laughs> and by the way, if Steve Jobs, uh, uh, so rest in peace, uh, Mr. Jobs, what the guy's done? You know, they're selling us. I think he Steve, wouldn't be happy. To we need you. Somebody You're Johnny, come cook. on. Uh, so if, if they ever need a test uh, guy for, for the earphones, um, they can call me. Okay. Hikmet, uh, <laughs> you know, you have a fanatic following around Soulbox. I mean, it's not sorry, Soulbox, around Sonra. You yeah. have like a, yeah. you have team, all people who have every single release that have uh, bought your shoes. They all hang out together and take photos, um, all wearing your product. But I think the most famous person besides DJ Clark Kent, who wears your sneakers, <laughs> is Ellen. Yeah, seems so. Uh, first of all, shout out to DJ Clark Kent. Always. One of the most uh, great guys on this planet. Yes. So humble, um, down to earth, and a really respectful guy. And one of the guys with the best taste, uh, you know, and, and not telling this because he's uh, buying my shoes and uh, <laughs> because, you know, he's not only, usually most people, you know, have the same taste nowadays, you know, they, they okay, not you guys maybe, but uh, mostly kids nowadays buy something what they see on somebody else. But um, back then, sorry, this is a little bit boomer talk now. <laughs> Go off, back boomer. Then we, <laughs> we try to, to buy stuff what others don't have. And right. I don't, I'm not talking about the highest uh, priced uh, pair of shoes. I'm talking about the rarest shoes, means vintage trainers, you know, like, like old Adidas equipment series or like vintage Nike runners or even the old Jordans. You know, if, if a Jordan 3 was from, from 88 or a Jordan 4 from 89, 
this we were looking for Adidas made in Germany and um, yeah the followership what was the question again <laughs> how you had but you had Ellen wear your sneakers oh ah, yeah Ellen yeah um, yes it's a big compliment I know they, she got a, a big a shitstorm uh, in the US um, but actually I, I'm pretty sure if I would be some some famous person <laughs> maybe I'm um, I would uh, yeah to be true you know, if you look on yourself, you know, everybody has his, uh, how you call it, uh, good sides and maybe uh, not so good sides for other people. I, I don't know what the reason was, but if you are in the, in the, in the public, then I'm pretty sure people trying to find something to, to hurt you right. because you're successful. So I don't know what happened there. So for me, she, she has a really good taste. <laughs> You're saying Ellen's a good person because yes. she bought your sneakers. <laughs> Is that the moral of the story here? <laughs> Wait, did she, did, she, did, did, she, did she buy your sneakers? Yeah, how'd she get them? Yeah, no, she's not getting them for free, by the way. So um, I, I don't see shoes. <laughs> I'm a greedy guy. So, um, and I tell you why. Because, you know, um, nowadays um, everybody's getting seated. And... Um, yeah. They show you today this brand, they show you next day this brand, and <laughs> they are not loyal to the brand. And um, Actually, I'm not getting so much seated because the companies know sometimes I'm telling them I don't need them, I send them back. You send, um, you send a free shoe back to a brand? Yeah, I don't have a problem with you it. You pay for the because postage and everything? I would never do well, that. Well, they're missing out because they could go viral if they start seating you, so... <laughs> yeah, that's the reason maybe why I'm not getting so much seated. <laughs> But, um, you know, why I should be, um, um, how you call it, uh, feeling pressure to, to show them the product yeah. if I don't like it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Of and course. If they send it to me and if they wait that I'm posting it, I would be even say it's, it's shit. <laughs> and therefore, uh, dear companies, if I'm asking you to send me a pair, this would be amazing. But uh, I never asked for a pair, by the way. But uh, sending me something where you already know it's shit, you don't need to send it to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not getting better. So, uh, yeah. And, and Ellen is uh, ha having a really good taste. So if you're into watches, you have to look what she is wearing, uh, uh, what kind of watches she's wearing, yeah. what kind of taste she has for cars, what kind of taste she has for shoes. It's pretty good. She's yep. wearing lately a lot of whispers and stuff. And so, um, but to say this... Uh, it's not Alan directly buying from me. It's uh, it's uh, the the how you call it stylist. Um, huh. Yeah, stylist. Yeah, you, she's you. a big watch collector for sure. We're at the point of the podcast where we have to talk. About we have to last discuss summer. it. We have we've to been, discuss it. We've been like flirting, <laughs> talking about it. I mentioned it in the intro. <laughs> You'd be pulling the shoes out. Every yeah, now we've been and talking then. about internet commenters, but Your we greatest have greatest achievement. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> greatest. There oh it is. Look, you had it. Achievement. Yeah, yeah. No, we have to talk about the Benny. My, my biggest achievement for, for myself, you know, um, was when Stephen Smith back then sent me an email, and nobody was knowing Stephen Smith back then. Okay. Uh, everybody was knowing Tinker Hatfield, but nobody was uh, uh, knowing the godfather of, of the dead shoes. Um, he sent me an email one day and said, Pigment, I like what you've done with the 1500. And this was a big accomplishment for myself because if somebody is writing you an email who was the initial designer of yeah. the shoe and saying, hey, he likes your colorways on the shoes, 
this was a big compliment for myself. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why I started with uh, footwear. I'm still emotional with footwear. I, I love to see new stuff and everything. And uh, uh, even with my no new brand, I still love all the other brands. I love so wait, did you, send, did you send Stephen Smith a free pair then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, Stephen Smith has to buy the shoes. Actually, I sent him a pair of the um, 912, which is based on, on my Porsche. Because I know he's uh, having a, a sweet 56 uh, Porsche. Yeah, he's uh, a big, big car guy, yeah. On Emery. So that's the, that's the only connection. And he's a really guy, a great guy, so yeah. I, I love it. That's okay, a great cosign. Um, but let's let's talk about what's important here. We're, we're, not, about ice away, we're not getting away from yeah, the, the, the time you, that you... Yeah, back to, back to Ben and Jerry. So 50-year-old man, 40, I don't know how old you were at the time. You put ice cream in the shoe. And it went massive, viral, super viral. People well, were mad at him? Yeah, people were mad. I think it, it made Jesus and Mero, but... I would say 80% of the people were mad at me, but uh, I think the average age of these people were around 16 to 20, I would say. Um... And mostly the, the boomer generation understood what I've done. So they were really sending me even messages and mails and saying, hey, I love what you've done there. Um, I posted this. I've done the video with my daughter. She's 20. And she liked it. For, for her, it was funny. And uh, we posted it. And then we gone to, to a family trip. After coming back, I opened the, the Instagram and I saw... Okay, 100K views, something happened there. So and, um, I, I want to understand it though, because was it for you a satire on the idea of people doing those types of, the, of photo shoots, you know, where they're doing ridiculous things? Because to a lot of people on the surface, it just seemed like this is another one of those. And I was actually surprised because this is the type of thing that Matt Welty to me would normally be very but, upset about. But the, yes. the, the difference, and I don't, <laughs> it's true. I, and I, I know, and I, and I accept that criticism, but I've known, me and Hikmet have known each other, you know, almost 10 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, oh, if this person does it, it's okay. If that person does it, it's okay. I think a lot of people on the internet just do it because they actually think it's like they're hype chasing or they're, or they're you know, yeah. they're, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, someone who's worked in the footwear industry for that long and done all the shoes and is obviously making a joke about the whole situation and doing it with a smile, I was like, all right, okay, I can appreciate that, you know? I totally um, accept um, the point where somebody is saying um, it's uh, not okay to destroy a pair of shoes or something like this, right. you know? Um, but as, as Brendan said, at this time, many people done stupid things with shoes. And by the way, this is the shoe where I've eaten ice cream out <laughs> it's of. It's a piece of history. It definitely <laughs> is. It's, it's, it's still clean. Yeah, I have to put it on Sotheby's and say this was the first uh, <laughs> it's the next shoe eaten ice <laughs> and sell it for two million, two million, uh, oh, two million US dollars. <laughs> I really done it because, um, you know, the people are taking this too serious. These are shoes. These are made for wearing. These are, um, you know, even the design. For me, the biggest compliment, if I'm going to New York and seeing somebody wearing my shoes, that is the biggest compliment I can have. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not a compliment to see these on StockX or eBay for, for high money. Um, for me, it's better to see cool people wearing these. Um, sure, you can now argue if Alan is a cool person. But, um, it's, uh, you know, if, if, let's say that everybody understands, if Travis, for example, would wear my shoes, this is a 
big compliment instead of, you know, uh, hundreds of people buying my shoes to resell them. But that's wearing them. That's different from eating ice cream out of them, right? Yeah, and of course, this is, you know, this is a art, uh, art happening. I would call it an arty approach. Okay. Art. A <laughs> um, uh, different approach to, um, how you call it, accelerate. Uh, so to, to um, you know, to get the attention. It's, uh, I can go like, like uh, Jack Black and uh, putting on Speedos and uh, <laughs> some other funny shit. That, uh, there must be a Speedo collab yeah, coming. No, you must have no, a Speedo collab a working here. But <laughs> you, also, Speedo a lot. You, you also, <laughs> after that, <laughs> after that, I think what really made people mad was is you ate ice cream out of the shoe, but then you put the shoes on and walked into your pool. <laughs> Double was down. he wearing a speedo? Yeah. No, I, he was wearing a, a pair of NT denim. He didn't have the speedo on. That was the speedo moment. Yeah, it was a speedo moment. But the thing is, you know, um, I know the internet, and the people are uh, finding always points where they can uh, attack somebody. Um, you know, I have hairy uh, legs, so it was looking stupid to have a. a, a Issue with hairy legs. So I, no, thought, okay. I love this. Hold on. The, the, the thing that looked stupid to you was the hairy legs, not the fact that you were eating ice cream out of a out of a shoe. But the, the, the the funny thing, the... I even got shit storm for my uh, um, denim. I was wearing a Edwin denim, which has a, not a tight sure. uh, thing, you know, sure. like like this yoga pants, what usually the sneaker guys are wearing. And the funny thing, all these people are now wearing denim like I'm wearing. That's it's, true. Uh, you were so the trendsetter. The jeans are getting baggier. <laughs> To be true, I never changed my style. I'm okay. still like uh, 40 years ago. I'm always wearing a black T-shirt and uh, sometimes a pink flamingo uh, PVC uh, Hawaii shirt. shirt. I need that shirt. One yeah. last thing real quick. I just want to bring it up because it's one of your more uh, you know, final projects. We have this shoe right here. Uh, new, or can, can you see it? The, the yeah. New Balance 575, I mean 577 collaboration. Maybe it's high snobiety, but I think HS stands for Hikmet Suger. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what high snobiety is, but this colorway, this colorway yeah. is based off of a New Balance 1500 that you tried to release with New Balance. And New Balance wouldn't put the sneaker out because is it a Soulbox shoe? Is it a Hikmet shoe? Can we give Hikmet a shoe? How come New Balance wouldn't do? a Hikmet sneaker after all you did for the brand? Actually, um, I have to defend New Balance. Um, so there were two brands which were pretty loyal to me after leaving Soulbox. Um, after I left Soulbox, most of the brands even don't talk with me because they were afraid of um, getting trouble with the big money givers. And um, Puma done even a collab with my new brand, uh, thanks to Yassin uh, and um, New Balance. It was a really respectful approach of them. Yes, of course, it was sad that they never brought out this uh, project, but it was the only brand which said at the same time to Soulbox, we don't bring this shoe out. It's something which is uh, uh, not clear between you two guys. If you're not uh, aligned, right. then we don't do it. So for me, it was a really respectful approach. They've done this project with me uh, under uh, different... Uh, circumstances. So I'm, I'm really happy for uh, New Balance that they are like they are. So this is for me again, some, some old school and respectful and diplomatic uh, behavior on this one. Good shoe. 
Awesome. I'm talking a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to show you so many shoes here, you know, my Essex shoes, which yeah, are changing color yep, yep. under UV lights. Um, or the Reebok one. This one is uh, oh, it smells. smelling like orange. Yeah, I remember yeah. that yeah. one. Scratch sniff. Sniff, nice. right? This dude has done so when many shoes. Rub the install, it's uh, smelling like orange. Or yeah. my Reebok OmniZone pump. Uh, it, with, li uh, yeah. it lights up. It lights up, uh, and uh, even but never a bungee rope. Never a Nike. Or yeah, there, there, there was the, the Air Force There was a 2006 one. pair when you moved from east to west. I know there was kind of a friends and family thing they yeah. let you design, but did you ever come closer than that to, to, to making a Nike shoe? No. 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 I don't know why, but uh, um, maybe I've done too much with the others. Mm. <laughs> or maybe it's still the beef which they... <laughs> Uh, they never will forget. I don't know. So and the Adidas one, the Adidas Berlin, one yeah, of my course, favorite yes. ones. Classic shoe. Did you did you see that there was a guy in the UK recently who built a uh, Adidas sneaker box yeah, in his backyard, but the label was yeah. from that shoe, and he like made it into like a oh, pub. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. So this, you know, these kind of stuff. This is the biggest compliment for me. And this one again, it was never ever a ch uh, how you call it cloud chasing for me. So uh, I. I <laughs> I don't Come care on. about it. Really not. This wasn't not. a car chase. Uh, if you, if, <laughs> He's just if you know me, um, this, this even hurts me uh, somehow. You know, people in Berlin stopped me. You know, I was walking on the street. Somebody was driving uh, with a car. <laughs> he stopped. He came back and he said, are you the guy in German, of course? Are you the guy eating ice cream of a shoe? You, <laughs> listen, you gotta, you gotta start well, a TikTok now. <laughs> you got the clout you Pigment, wanted. You gotta start a TikTok and parlay this fame. But to be true, this, what I've done there, sums up the whole situation nowadays in my eyes. You know, even this uh, guy who, who's called uh, Benjamin Kickstarter or something like this. Yeah. I know now it's getting beef. <laughs> um, even he... Uh, said something about me where I'm saying, hey, what was your contribution to this speaker uh, mm. uh, uh, culture? I don't know. Right. I hope he's not friends with you guys. <laughs> 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 I want to hurt his feelings. Hikmet, thanks so much for taking the time. We know it's getting late in Germany. We appreciate you chopping it up with us, telling hilarious stories, and hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for, for giving me the possibility to clear these things up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Take Hickman. care, man. Thank Thanks, Hickman. A legend. And uh, again, Apple, if you see this, I need uh, other <laughs> earphones. <laughs> this is the Complex Sneakers Podcast. Please like and subscribe. We will see you guys next week. Take care. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jennifer Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Complex Sneakers.